Welcome to the Roundtable. I'm Jennifer Eller, and with me today is our pastor, Mike Hill, and then between us is Chrissy Garrett. Yay! <laughs> so glad to have you on, Chrissy. Super excited about being able to talk through your story. Had a little chance to talk in the beginning, and as it sounds mm-hmm. like, uh, yeah, God's done some amazing things, and you've went through a lot. But before we get there, tell us a little bit about you. What do you love to do? Um, I lo- well, I love to do accounting, but I don't get to what? do that anymore. <laughs> what? Like you love accounting? Yes. How did that happen? Like, did you just grow up loving accounting? I've, I've always loved and that was your organized job? math. <laughs> I love math. I love organization. That's a first on the podcast, somebody that loves organized mm-hmm. math. Yes, wow. I love auditing. Did you it's do like that my for favorite. a living? Um, I did. I worked for the IRS. Oh. Uh, no, no, not oh, bad. No, um, no. I, I ran a volunteer Vita site, which is voluntary income tax assistance. Okay. Where you um, for the IRS for the IRS. Okay. Where you do the um, taxes? Volunteers do the taxes, and I would check them, and then we'd send them. Yeah, but you know what I mean. Like when people hear the IRS, they're like, "Oh." Yeah, I know. Yeah, that's they're really not horrible. Huh? They're not horrible. Okay. You're not. We're horrible. gonna agree you to this. You are not horrible. You're right. You are not horrible. The IRS is up for debate. Yeah, okay. Yeah, no, I'm just kidding. Yeah, what else do you love to do other than organize math? Do you watch movies? I'm not a real big you don't watch TV, TV person. No. Uh me and my husband like to when we go on dates, we like to go to the new Christian movies coming out. Okay. Um have you watched any of them? Oh, yeah. Which one? What's the latest? The Blind was probably one of my favorites, yeah. but my all-time favorite is The War Room. Oh, yeah. Wow, yeah, that's an older that, one. That is, uh, we went to church when we went, <laughs> when we went and watched that movie. We were, we, me and I had Princess Night at my house where um had a bunch of ladies over, cooked them a yeah. fancy like, meal. What stuck out when you watched War Room? What was something that was like, mm-hmm. wow, that was impactful? The just total reliance, mm-hmm. her total reliance on God. Yeah. She had been through it. She, you know, and when she, the the older lady, lost her husband, mm-hmm. and she she realized that she needed to put God first and foremost in her life, and then she trained somebody else to do the same. And right. and I love it when. Um, but my favorite scene is when she. Uh, the mom, not the older lady, but the mom, can't remember her name, Priscilla plays her. Mm-hmm. Um, she's walking through her house, and she's calling Satan out, and she's like, this house is under new management. <laughs> because I do that. I go through my house, and I pray through my house, and I touch the doors. I touch the windows. I pray through it, and I tell them, get out, because you ain't got no business here. <laughs> yeah, I loved when the, she opens it up and actually has the room, and you go in, and there's oh, all this yeah. stuff. Like, just the... The thought of the faithfulness of somebody to continue to pray through the hard times mm-hmm. and through hard stuff like that was... That's not easy. Yeah. I, I just watched The Blind this week. Uh, yeah, this weekend. Yeah, that was good. Which I love the Phil Robertson story anyway. Yeah. Like I'm... I love Phil. Yeah. He's, I love the whole mm-hmm. concept. Mm-hmm. Simplicity... Jesus, like he changes everything. Yep. Not going to mince words. I love that part. Yep. Like I love that, hey, it is what it is. You are who you are. God can change anybody. Yep. I love how he's, uh, this is who I am. Yeah. Unapologetically, this is who I am. Right, mm-hmm. right. I love that. And when he 
when he preaches or when he's on podcasts or when you, yeah, unapologetically, not only this is who I am, this is what I have to say. Yeah. You know, which. Yeah, There's I no gray it. area. Yeah, I love when you don't have to wonder what somebody's thinking. Yeah. You know, he just he just lets it out. and Yep. Yeah. And it kind of goes to my whole, I mm-hmm. want to be a hillbilly, so mm-hmm. I wish I was as much a hillbilly as Phil Robertson. Mm-hmm. And maybe, I wish... Maybe huh? closer than you think. <laughs> <laughs> or if I could grow a beard that big. Like if I... You, you kind of have before. That's oh, not very flattering. No, like <laughs> I, I want it to hear, and the thing has just... The Halted. growth has been stunted. Something has happened. I've tried hair growing serum... Rubbing it on my face. Like, I've tried it all. I don't know what's going on. Maybe you I need to quit buy. wanting it so huh? much. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta quit wanting it so much. You quit wanting it, you're gonna get yeah. it. That, that's yep. the way it works. Yeah. So, you from Huntington? Um, yeah, yeah. Originally, I was born in Huntington. And originally, then, like you moved away? No, my parents, well, we went, I went to 13 different schools. Okay. <laughs> How did that happen? In, like, in and around this area? In and around here. Okay. Wabash, Huntington. Uh, irresponsible parents. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we actually went to school for a little while together. Yeah. I don't know how long that you were at Huntington North or when that was, but I know there was a small was section of time. One semester. One semester. Okay. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Like you remember? Yeah, I, remember I do. That. Yeah, I mean. Do you have any vivid memories of Jenny? Oh, Isn't for that goodness what she was sake. Called, right? No, in she high was, school? In yes, high I school? did. Mikey. School? Yeah, everybody called you. No, <laughs> nobody called me Mikey. Well, don't call me Jenny. <laughs> no, but did, did people not call you they Jenny? They did. That's they did. The only I know. I but said it was okay. in high school, you weren't known as Jennifer. <laughs> no, you it was were not. Jenny. I do, was. Do you actually remember? Yeah, I do. So anything stuck out? Like, she, she was just nice. Aw, some things <laughs> never change. Yeah, she right? was. She was just always nice. She wasn't a mean girl. Yeah. And we had plenty of those. The plenty of mean girls? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 So out of 13, did you have a favorite? Favorite school? Yeah. Northfield. Did you really? Northfield High School, yep. Wow. I was the mascot. (laughs) Yes. I went to nationals. I want to be a mascot, too. (laughs) Went to nationals for accounting. Okay. Through Northfield. Mm -hmm. Uh Uh-huh. Won it, got first place at state. So... I mean, I don't know if you want to get in this, into this, but so irresponsible parents, meaning that you lived with other people or they just moved around? They didn't pay their bills, so we had to move around. Oh, got it. Okay. Yeah, so yeah. you just mm-hmm. moved to different places yes. because... Oh, we moved a lot more than the schools we went to, but yeah, yeah we moved a lot. Okay. I take my kids through town. I'm like, oh, I used to live there. Oh, I used to live... Did you live... Everywhere, Mom? <laughs> uh, yeah, kind of. <laughs> well, I mean, let me say this. So if anybody has been at Life Church in second service, they know you, right? Listen, I, don't. I love watching you worship. I love that you're into it. Mm-hmm. I mean, there, there's something about knowing that mm-hmm. when you're preaching, somebody's listening. Do you know oh, what I mean? Yes, so I do. <laughs> I, I love that about you, and I love the... Freedom of expression, if that's the right word. I love, you know, the way that you worship. Mm-hmm. And so if you don't know, you should come to second service. She sits in the second row, right in yep. the middle, right? Like you need to come and, and yeah, <laughs> meet her. Mm-hmm. Because I, I mean, again, I think it's inspiring mm-hmm. to watch people that are willing to just worship, willing to kind of let it all in the line, which 
again, it always intrigues me of how people get there, right? Like, mm -hmm. how do you, from where you are today, like mm -hmm. if people would see you and where your faith is, how did you build that faith? So when you go clear back, let's go, let's go clear back. So when you were growing up, was faith a big part mm -hmm. of your family? So kind of walk us through your story. How did, how did okay. that work? When um, I was a little girl, my mom uh, married a man who hid behind his religion. So we went to church every Sunday. Seriously? Religiously. I mean, every Sunday. That's a funny way to introduce him. And this is a man who hid mm, behind his religion. He did. Mm -hmm. okay. And then Monday, or Sunday evening till Saturday night, we lived in hell. Really? He was horrible. He was sadistic. He was abusive in every way possible. Um, I never got anything out of church because I was afraid mm. I was going to do something mm. that would earn the belt mm -hmm. when you got home. Mm. And so is this something that, uh, so this is your real dad? This is somebody... No, he was my adopted dad. Okay. My mom's second husband. Okay. And okay. he was quite the jerk. Was he there for a while? Yeah, seven years. Okay. And it was something mm -hmm. that was hard for your mom to see through, hard to get out of? Like, my mom I mean, nothing was, against your mother. No, so I'm not, no. I'm just curious, like, no. what, what's that like? Well, because we I'm assuming a, if you were close to your mom that she knew that yeah. this wasn't a good situation. My mom was a very weak woman. Okay. And I'm not saying that to belittle her or be, but she just was weak. Yeah. Um. Mentally, he and her first husband really knocked her out of it. Okay. I mean, he was very abusive, and then she married another one that was very abusive. Wow. Um, and so she was very weak, and mm. so she couldn't uh, get past it, mm. you know, get through it. And then one day, uh, she did, and um, and I won't go into that story because it's very long. But I'm writing a book. <clears throat> wow. But. Um, when he left, uh, two men from our church that we'd gone to since I was three years old um, came and said that we weren't welcome You're at the welcome church to anymore. The church? No, he was a member first, and divorce is a sin. So I always believed in God, and I also <laughs> believed that like he how, hated. How many me. years ago was this? Like this sounds oh, like something. Oh wow, that happened you're calling out my age now. <laughs> no, no, I'm just sitting there thinking like, this sounds like something. Anybody that's listening, like this sounds like something that would happen in the 1920s. You know, back in yeah. the olden days. No, this was the 70s, 80s, 80s. early 80s. Yeah. 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 Well, it was. Can I ask you a couple things mm -hmm. from the standpoint of? So I think today in. Uh, Probably more than not, not more than not, but there's a lot of this of kids that are in homes with verbally abusive and or physically abusive fathers, mm -hmm. right? Maybe mothers, but probably mm -hmm. more from the fathers. How, how did you get through that time? I mean, did you have coping mechanisms? Like, no, just tried to survive. No. Yeah. Yeah. I was in pure survival mode. Okay. All the time. Actually, um. I go to therapy because of it. I'm yeah. not ashamed of it. I think sure. mental health is extremely important. Right. And um, I've kind of been in fight or flight my whole life. Mm. And so we're trying to retrain that to, sure. to where I'm not that way right. anymore. Right. Yeah. Okay. So then you get to the place where he's out. 
He's out. And so they decided to get a divorce. Yeah. And so the the assumption that everybody Mm -hmm. that's listening is, is then now the church is going to come around you. Now the church is going to support you because that's what church is supposed to do. Yes, that's we were just talking. We had a podcast this morning. We did, and we were talking about the church, right? And what's the disconnect? Like, what is it? uh, He brought up a stat: forty. I'm not going to say it right. Forty nine percent involvement of people in a local church, and that meant that they were only going once a month. That was fifteen years ago. Forty nine percent. Today, that's 20%, meaning 20% of people one time a month mm-hmm. going to the church. And so there's this big question, what's the disconnect? What's the problem? What's going on? And so I just thought, said, part of the problem is people don't trust the church. And even bigger than that, they don't trust the people yeah, of the mm-hmm. church. And everybody's like, how can, you, how can you not trust the church? And I said, when we moved here, the, the funny thing is when we moved to Huntington, we would go around and be like, hey... You know, because we're trying to get to know people because mm-hmm. you don't know anybody, right. you know, when we moved here. And the majority of the people we talked to had been in a church and said they would never go back. Yep. Never. I've been in it. I've been through mm-hmm. it. I've been burned by it. I'm ne- I'll never forget a lady saying, mm-hmm. I will never stick my hand back in that fire. Mm-hmm. Right. Never yep. go to that, that place. And so, again, the assumption is the place to go and the people you could trust would surely be God's mm-hmm. people. So that's right. So the story then you get to the place where um well actually it it detoured me from church so much that even when our children were growing up we didn't take them to church. We took them to church like for Sunday school sure. and uh youth group and stuff, but we didn't attend church because I had a chip on my shoulder. I knew God existed yeah. always my entire mm-hmm. life. Never doubted that ever. I thought he hated me. And I knew that people couldn't be trusted mm-hmm. because I didn't trust anybody. Well, and you had two guys that were supposed to help, and they were mm-hmm. essentially saying, you can't come anymore. Right. You're yeah. going to let the mm-hmm. abusive nut job, yep. who was a member first, mm-hmm. be back in, but you're not going to yeah, accept yeah. a family. It, w- it was really hard to uh, get past that. And I guess the, my big thing was um, I had to realize that the church, the people in the church aren't the church. Mm-hmm. God's people are the church. Just mm-hmm. because they go to church doesn't mean they're God's people. Mm-hmm. And it took me a long time to realize, and it took me a long time to realize that people in the church aren't God. Mm-hmm. That was even harder to realize. Yeah, so what happened? Mm-hmm. So after you guys can't go back to church, I mean, what did... We didn't go to church at all. Okay, yeah, and so then, there, was a, there was a disconnect mm-hmm. for a season. Yep. Of and I wanted nothing to do with it. Right. And, and how old were you at the time? Do you ten. Ten. Okay. And then um, my mom married another man about two years later. He was an alcoholic, but it was the best time of my life um, because he provided food. Yeah. All the time, we always had food. Um, he, we always had a roof over our head. We always had electricity. We always had water. Mm-hmm. You know, we. This is things. That you didn't have before. That we didn't always have before. Right. And now we did. And so he was great, but he was also very mentally abusive. Mm. And um, so that just, I didn't trust men at all. Mm. And then um, then I met my husband the semester after I went to Huntington mm. North. I met my husband at 14. And he saved me. Everything good in my life happened. The, the mm. husband you're married to now. Yes. Wow. Really? At 14? At 14, yeah. And so, 
Interestingly, so you're saying he saved your life. Yes. Everything right? good in my life happened after I met my husband. Yes. Yeah, so obviously you wanted nothing to do with God, but he was somewhere in the faith journey of My my husband knew more knows more, not knew more, knows more about the Bible than anybody I know. Huh. And um <clears throat> he would grew up in a very horrible setting and but he would go out on the sidewalk every Sunday morning and wait for a church bus to come by and pick him up and he'd go. Hmm. He didn't push me because he knew that you tell me I have to do something and it's not, <laughs> not a good you're, idea. You're bullheaded? A little. Okay. Stubborn, control freak. Mm. Yeah. Okay. But, um, and then uh, my son, my middle son, um, Everybody called him either Ginger Jesus or Rev because he did get really involved in youth group and church, and he would tell everybody he knew mm. about God. And finally one day he just, he's like, will you please just go to church with me? Mm. Like, yeah. Mm. So I did. And at this Didn't point, stick. Not, no, believe in God, but not a believer yet. I, oh, I believed in God. Right. I believed wholeheartedly, and I believe Jesus Christ was Savior, just not mine. Okay. Yeah. And um, and so how much tr mm. trouble? Because, again, I've, these are just fascinating <laughs> things to me. So when you <laughs> talk to your husband, knows a lot about the Bible. You guys get married. You start to have kids, right? Mm -hmm. The idea of not going to church, did he want to go, and he just knew it was too much to ask you? I don't was know. Was it like, hey, we don't need church? Yeah, he, yeah, he was there. He was like, we don't have to go to believe in God, right? And we don't have to go to have a relationship with God. Is what sure. I always say. What right. I would always say. And ironically, we had both moved so far away from God. We were in party mode, and right. you know, we did, we did not live a. We, I was not a nice person, and I. Um, we actually got separated for two years because I made dumb choices and did everything I could to push the man away, and he just wouldn't leave. <laughs> <laughs> and because I didn't think, I thought he deserved so much more than me. Right. So I pushed him away and down rolled spir downward spiraled. And um, when I, okay, I attempted suicide for the first time before I was in kindergarten. And then all the way throughout my life, had very close calls, um, had people that would step in. And the semester I was going to Huntington North, my mom was gone all the time. Um, she worked a lot. She bowled a lot. She spent time with her um, husband, yeah, whatever. Right. Anyway, she was gone. So I was home alone most of the time because all my siblings had already grown up and moved out. And so I was alone. And one night, I was riding the bus home, and I'm like, okay, tonight's the night. If I go home, I get dinner done, I get my chores done, I pack her lunch, I put her lunch and her dinner in the microwave, she won't have a reason to come into the bedroom. Mm. And then she won't find me mm. to, stop, to stop me. And I had it all planned out. It was re I was ready to go. And I was sitting on the bus, and I was thinking, writing, making a list of all the things that I needed to do. And a girl came up to me and sat down beside me, a girl named Angel Keplinger. Hmm. Not somebody I would hang out with. I mean, not because I didn't like her, just because 
our paths didn't mm -hmm. cross, you know. I had no idea who she was. Mm -hmm. And she goes, hey, what are you doing tonight? Nothing, just going to go home, make dinner, do homework. She goes, well, why don't you just come to church with me because we're having pizza and an ice cream social. I'm like, no, 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 I'm not going to. I don't, I'm not a... Me and God have an understanding. Yeah. And she goes, she goes, oh, come on. And I thought, well, you know what? I can always, I'll still have time. You know, it's no mm -hmm. big deal. So I went. Didn't, didn't even make the attempt that night. So mm. this angel person, angel, I forget what Angel Keplinger. This, do you still, I mean, is she around? Oh, yes, yes, yes. Does she know that story? She does. Okay. Do you I'm know not her? done. I do know her. Yeah, I was friends with her in like uh, junior high. She lived not far from me. Angel, so. somebody get out the applause. Like, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, this is. Oh, I'm not done with her yet. Yeah. Oh. But you know, like, to just not miss this point. So when we're talking Sunday, how single decisions. Yep. Right? Single mm. decisions can change the trajectory of life. Angel clapping. Keplinger. Sorry. Kepling. Her name is Angel Ware now. Yeah. Angel <laughs> made a single decision mm -hmm. that changed the trajectory of your life. Yes, mm -hmm. it did. Yeah, I mean, I just... And then I she's actually got an entire... She's got two chapters in my book, actually. Um, then when my husband and I were separated, when I was doing everything I could mm -hmm. to push him away so that he could have better... Because that's really what I needed him to have better. Right. He deserved so now, much better. Like yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yep. And um, so we were separated because I had finally got him, yeah. pushed him away. He had the kids for the weekend, and I was in a downward mm -hmm. spiral. Now I hated myself even more. Mm -hmm. And I was shopping for the kids' lunches for the next two weeks, their school supplies, any clothes, anything that they would have needed for the next two weeks, I was getting it all shopped up. So Max wouldn't have to do it because I wasn't going to be around and he didn't know all that stuff. And I made notes and I, you know, made him a whole mm -hmm. tablet of things that needed to do and things <clears throat> that Brian couldn't eat and all this stuff. Mm -hmm. And I was going to go home. That night, I actually bought the pills that I was going to take while at the store. And a woman came up to me, Chrissy. And I turned around and it was Angel. Oh my gosh. I said, Well, hello. <laughs> she goes, How are you doing? I said, I'm just fine. And she goes, What, what are you doing tonight? I said, <laughs> Just going to go home and relax. Max has the kids. She goes, well, good. Why don't you come to church with me? We're having pizza and an ice cream social. And I I literally went, are you serious? They have pizzas and ice cream socials. Wow. They different church. Them. Oh, different, different church. church. Wow. And <laughs> we might need to change I, missions. I seriously cannot pizza make this up. Pizza parties and ice cream socials on Wednesday night. Save right. lives. So I went, mm. and I didn't even attempt that night because it was just mm -hmm. enough to keep me going, mm -hmm. just enough to make me realize mm -hmm. I wasn't as worthless as I was feeling. Wow. Mm. And then uh, shortly after that, Max and I got back together. We laid it all out on the table, and, and we were mm -hmm. good from that point on. I wasn't good. Our marriage was good. Mm -hmm. um, I was still suicidal. And... Um, 
my last attempt was in 2006. And Max saved me. And while we were there, while I was there in the hospital, because I got put in the hospital. Mm. Unwillingly got put in the hospital. And um, when I was getting ready to leave, I was getting ready to get checked out that day, supposedly. And um, to smoke, you had to go to group. Well, for obvious reasons, I don't like people, nor do I trust them at the time. Okay. And do you I like hated people now. I d- yeah, <laughs> I do. <laughs> I, but I hated human contact. I did not like to be no. touched. Sure. I, I built a wall of pillows and stuff around me when mm-hmm. I went to group because I was a three pack a day smoker, and I was having my cigarette. Okay. And so he, one of the techs that would take us down to smoke, he goes, I was just standing there, and he's like, Garrett. I'm like, yeah. He's like, get out of your head. You don't have the degree for that because mm-hmm. I was being quiet. And, and he handed me this note. He said, when you go home, I want you to put this on your refrigerator. And he handed me the note, and it said, Chrissy, I'll be handling all your problems today. Love God. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, mm-hmm. sure. <laughs> so, But I did it. I went home, and I put it on my refrigerator, and that was the first Real sign, the real concrete step to my change, my transformation. Right. And then I went to college, um, and then in 2011, my nephew, who we raised a lot, he's like, Aunt Chrissy, you go to church with me for Easter? I'm like, oh, my gosh. <laughs> Because I can't tell my babies no, you know. Right. And I'm like, yeah, I'll go to church with you. And so preacher was up there mm-hmm. preaching, and I'm just like, oh, my gosh, would you shut up? Seriously, that's mm-hmm. how I was. And then at the end, he was given an invitation mm-hmm. and just kept going and going <laughs> and going. I'm like, oh, my gosh, would you shut up? I need a cigarette. I need to get out of here. <laughs> and... um. Then I got like a Gibbs smack. Do you know what a Gibbs smack is? No. NCIS. You ever watch that show? NCIS? <laughs> no, I've never seen it. Nick must have seen it. Have you seen it, Jennifer? I, well, it's like Gibbs always smacks people upside the head when they're being stupid. Okay. And I got a Gibbs smack from God. Okay. Stop being stupid. Yeah. Um, and I realized that the invitation was for me. So I went up there, did not give my life to Christ that day. However... About 30 people laid their hands on me. Now, remember, I hate human <laughs> contact. Right. And by the time they were done, I was bawling. I was a mess. And I've been that annoying person hugging everybody since. <laughs> I hug everybody. And um, then my mother-in-law, a couple months later, she's like, why don't you come to church with me? Why don't you come to church with me? And finally I went, shut her up. I went. Two weeks later, I gave my life to Christ. And for the very first time in my life, I felt peace. Mm, that's awesome. It was. And that's in 2011. 2011. Yeah. So once, so at this point, you all of your kids are born. Oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah we're, so. we're actually two years from empty nesting. Okay. And, wow. And we had, that was wonderful. Empty nesting was lovely. So you had, at this point, so your three kids mm-hmm. and people coming in and out. 
three kids all excited about the Lord, not no, excited about the no, Lord? Because mm-hmm. you had like, I had ginger one, Jesus. Yeah, one was right. very excited about the Lord. Right. Um, my okay. I have two mutes. That's what I tell everybody. I have two mutes and one that got it from it, all of them. Okay. Because that's on me. Okay. And that was Ginger Jesus. Okay. And the other two were extremely quiet. Okay. Antisocial. Mm-hmm. Not antisocial, they just um, yeah. socially awkward. Right. And my youngest son got baptized before he went into the military. And he was, he very, very much believed in God. Brian, my oldest son, yeah. On the fence. Okay. And then life was going good. We went from having six kids in November of 96 to, oh, nope, not 96. November of 2012, we had six kids in the house. July of 2013, we were empty nesters. Yeah. It was a whirlwind. Because they just all chose to like. They were well. Our oldest son works at Yellowstone, so he went back to Yellowstone. Our youngest son went in the military. Our like Yellowstone National Park. Yeah. Wow. Mm-hmm. Our um, middle son, Ginger Jesus, mm-hmm. he and his girlfriend that he met from youth group mm-hmm. got married, had a baby, moved to Ohio. Mm-hmm. Um. So and she was one of them that lived with us. Okay. Because she um got kicked out of her house so she we first girl teenager i had wow that was <laughs> not fun right and um and then michael he he left i got him another place and um jake hmm. my nephew they all just kind of moved out and okay we went to empty nest and okay and i started uh Going on mission trips. Yeah, so this, so from 2011 to where you are today, mm-hmm. right? So you give your life to Christ, all of your kids are off, and so now all of a sudden, like, excited about Jesus, excited about faith. So kind of walk us through, been a good road, been a hard road, been a, like... Just talk- because you give your life to Christ doesn't mean you're going to live an easy road. <laughs> <laughs> right. Um, in 2000... I was go- I started going on mission trips in 2014. Okay. Going to El Salvador. It was great. Um, then in 2017, July 8th of 2017, um, my son and his wife and my two grandbabies were part of a home invasion in Ohio. And... Um, My daughter-in-law died. My son was shot six times. First shot was to his head. And both my grandbabies that come here were both shot. And um, we've had the grandbabies since because um, our son, you know, he was shot multiple times, and it did frontal lobe damage when he was shot, and then, and that's where your compassion and empathy come from, hmm. and um, plus he forgot a lot. Um, then, after the 
because they, you know, had him jacked up on all kinds of pain meds. And after the pain meds started wearing off, he realized reality. Mm. He didn't like it. So then he started turning to drugs. Mm. And um, we had grandbabies. And then while we were at the hospital, I mean, I had been training for a mission trip for nine weeks at that point. Um, But I was scheduled to leave in three weeks. And I looked at my husband and I said, I still need to go. He said, of course you do, absolutely. And somebody's trying to shut you up, you know. Mm. So, but people from seeing this is where things were different from when I was a kid to as an adult. Our church, it's a huge church, the point in Fort Wayne. Mm-hmm. Our church just picked us up. Mm. They, three of them from my mission team, drove to Ohio to see us for 10 minutes every four hours because they weren't allowed to come upstairs because the kids were under police protection. So they they brought us food that I could eat because I was really very sick at the time. And um, they brought us clothes, and they, you know, just hugged hugged us, held us, encouraged us. Um, and it was amazing the support that we got from our church. Mm. And then... Um, Things were starting to get back to normal, and um, three months later, our youngest son committed suicide. Hmm. He was in the military, and he had um, gotten out because he had fallen. I mean, he did his whole four years, but he had fallen in the military, so... He couldn't um like fallen like fall down like yeah he, not well, like lost rank like just right yeah <clears throat> he fell off a cliff onto mm-hmm. his back and um so he couldn't pass the pt anymore well when he was in seventh grade he realized it only took three years to graduate high school so he said when he was in seventh grade he made his life plan mm-hmm, mm-hmm. He was going to graduate high school in three years, going to go into the service in the military, in the Army. And after he got out of the Army, he could still retire from the Army at 37. And after he retired, he could still be young enough to go into the academy and become a police officer. Mm. And then he could be a police officer and a volunteer firefighter. That was his plan. Wow. He was a genius, quite literally. Mm -hmm. Um, And... I wanted him to go to college, be a mathematician. You know that dude on numbers, those those uh, people that just see math. <laughs> they don't even have to do it. They just see it. That was him. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, it it was crazy. We used to have calculator wars. Mm-hmm. Like, they would call it out. I have a calculator, and they would call it out to Alex, and I would be entered in a calculator. He'd beat me every time. Mm-hmm. And um, he didn't want to. He wanted to serve, hmm. and then he wanted to serve when he got out, and that fall destroyed that all, and I think it just, he we thought he was fine. Mm-hmm. That's the thing that sucks. Right. 
I was suicidal my whole life. Hmm. And I didn't see it. Hmm. And so, after the shooting, my faith was fine. You know, I knew that God was going to take care of it. We gave it to God. You know, we knew it was going to be hard, but we were going to get through it. Because we were near at the hospital, I kept praying, God, don't take them both. You know, my here's my son, been shot in the face, shot five other times on his body, and I'm like, don't take them both. Hmm. You took her, don't take him. They need one of them. And he lived. So I was, you know, my faith wasn't shaken too bad. When Alex died, my faith was shaken. And I was mad. I was very mad at God. And then, about two months later, I had another gib smack, an aha moment. Satan was using my babies to shut me up. Mm. Boy, oh boy, was that a mistake. And when I realized that my anger shifted from God to our adversary, and now sometimes even even just my motivation is just to tick him off, <laughs> I talk to everybody about Jesus. Yeah. But my faith was shaken. So just so I can understand it better, the... The home invasion was just a random somebody shows up at a oh, house. Oh, no, and... no, no. No, it was, okay, it was the gender reveal party in Cincinnati, well, in Coleraine, Ohio. Was this on TV? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I feel like I remember mm-hmm. this. Um, they shot nine nine people. My, grand, my daughter-in-law was the one that died. Three children. But just and, randomly, like did no, this no, no, have, no. The person had a motive. Oh yeah, there was a motive. It was all drugs and money related. But my oh. ki- my family was just um, in the wrong place, right? Wrong time, right? Oh my mm. word! Yeah, it had nothing to do with my family. Sure, no, I. But it had. Yeah, that's you just the thing. Don't hear this, mm-hmm. like you just don't hear somebody just randomly. Yeah, I got going the call and shooting people. I mean, that sounds like mm-hmm. somewhere else. Right. right. That, that's when I got the call. I got the call at 1130. Me and my husband were just getting ready to go to bed. And um, they're like, is this Christina Garrett? I'm like, yes. Well, you need to come to Ohio, uh, Cincinnati for, I can't remember what name. I think it's just Cincinnati General. I'm not sure. Right. And I'm like, uh, your son's been shot. And this is how, you know, it's right at mm-hmm. um, 4th of July because it was the seventh, the 8th. So it's the weekend after the 4th. I'm like, shot with what? Mm-hmm. You know, because mm-hmm. I'm thinking morons shooting each other with candle right. or those right. Roman candle things. Right. And with a gun, ma'am. I'm like, what? Mm. I'm like, where are, where are the babies? Where are the babies? And we don't know, ma'am. And I'm like, mm. what? Where's his wife? We don't know, ma'am. But they weren't allowed to tell me those mm-hmm. things. Right. So I'm... Driving to Ohio, me and my husband and Alex driving to Ohio, we have no idea what's going on. And then my daughter-in-law's uh, 
brother calls me or messages me, is it true? I'm like, is what true? Is my sister dead? I'm like, mm. what? Mm. Somebody posted it on mm. Facebook mm. <laughs> before family even got notified. Oh my yeah. Yeah. It was gross. No. I'm like, baby, I will call you as soon as I get there. Stay off social media. Stay off your phone. I'll call you as soon as I know anything. Right. And so. Mm-hmm. Uh, Bless, oh. you. <laughs> Bless you. <coughs> Bless you. Bless you again. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> so after you get this call, so you process the original information. I like your, I mean, your son shot. You're going through the whole. Yeah. I'm thinking, where's my daughter-in-law? Mm-hmm. Where are the grandbabies? Why isn't she with... And then I'm getting mad at her. Right. right. Mm-hmm. You know, because... But then I get the phone call from her brother, or the text mm-hmm. from her brother, and I'm like, okay. And Max is like, turn your phone off. Just turn your phone off till we get there and we have more information. Right. Mm-hmm. And then everything was confirmed. They We had to be the ones to tell Brian. Um, mm. It was... Oh, it was rough. Yes. Yeah, so, mm-hmm. so two things. How is he today? He's great today. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. He's totally, he's sober. He, um, uh, he spends every minute he can with the kids. Okay. Um, he's working towards, he's got a plan to get things set up where he can have them back. Okay. But it's just been a long, it's a long road and he's got a process also. Mm-hmm. The fact that he wakes up breathing every day to me is a win. Mm-hmm. Right, and so, but the the cognitive part, like his, like his, yeah, he's back. He's to... good. Yeah, he's good. He still he doesn't remember some vital things mm-hmm. in his life, um, but he's good. Yeah, yeah, he's good. He's doing great. Yeah. So, what about mm-hmm. from? Uh, I mean, and I don't know. Maybe this is private. From a faith perspective, because this is what I was going to ask you. So, how were you working through it? Where's he at with it all? Um, him and God are still okay. Working. Working it out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're still working it out. Okay. I, he's mad. Oh, that that was my point. Is, yeah. Is that, yeah. I just wonder how he's processing all that that happened. Because was there some of that in your own? Like for you personally too? Like God, oh, yeah. what, are you, what are you allowing to right. happen? Um, well, actually one of the things was, was my childhood not enough for you? Mm-hmm. Right. Seriously, that I mean, and when after Alex died, I really started ranting. I mean, how do you yell at somebody that doesn't mm-hmm. exist? But you know, <laughs> right. Right. that's but that's what I was doing. I was so angry, but I never, I never thought that he didn't exist. I was sure. just extremely angry with right. him because no mother should bury their child. No, mm-hmm. and I buried two. Yeah. Yeah, and I think that has to be, out of all of the things I've ever thought about, like the thought of losing a child is just, yeah. There's no word for it. Right, right. And so when your son came home from the military, did he come home? Was he with you guys? Was it Yeah, okay. he lived with us for uh, almost two years. He actually just signed up for college. And, you know, so, and he was volunteering at Soaring Hawk in uh, uh, Fort Wayne, which is the... Uh, Bird of Prey Sanctuary mm-hmm. in Fort Wayne. Um, he was uh, volunteering there. He was working at Honeywell Center. He was getting ready to go to college. Mm-hmm. Totally caught us off guard. Right. We were, it was, 
devastating. Yeah, so talk then about, so how did you move forward in your faith? So obviously there's a sense of, uh, I mean, I guess I'm just speaking from my own part from losing mm-hmm. somebody, like the sense of confusion, like, yeah, I mean, you're trying to process all of that stuff and there's just a sense of not even confusion in the situation, but confusion even with God, like, Right. Did I, did I miss something? Yeah. It, well, like, did I miss something in all of this? Like, is there a... Two yeah. songs played a huge role. Um, <clears throat> music is one of my love languages. It's, I love to sing to God. I love, mm-hmm. you know, I love... Music just speaks to my soul. Mm-hmm. Anyway, after the shooting, it was all my hope is in Jesus by Crowder and then um, after Alex after me and God had our moment two months of very rocky I say two months I still went to church every Sunday Hmm. and I still had Bible study but I was still angry Mm -hmm. you know Um, and it's okay because he's big enough to handle my anger yeah for sure and um, thy will be done because she lost a child. And it says, um, I don't understand how this could be part of your plan or something like this, mm-hmm. but thy will be done. Right. And once I got past my, I mean, I, it, I was listening to it during the two months that me and God were fighting. Okay, I was fighting with God. Mm-hmm. And, but afterwards, it kind of became my anthem, thy will be done. Mm-hmm. Until I didn't have to hear it anymore. I didn't have to hear it out loud anymore because I was back to that. You know? Right. Does that make sense? Oh, yeah. No, I mean, it's, uh, well, and it's always the, so you, so that, how far removed are you from that tragedy? Um, this is, that happened in 2017, so six years. Yeah. So even, you know, that's the thing is, is that tragedy in a person's life, I don't know the right terminology, but you never really, I don't know if move on, but you move forward with a purpose, yeah. right? Like there's still this, I mean, I don't know how you, I mean, I, I mean, I try to put it in words. I mean, I don't right. even know how to exactly explain you, you it. Don't, right? You don't get over it. You get through it. Yeah. You grow through it. And you just be grateful. You're even more grateful for what you have. Right. Because you know what you've lost. Right. And you just got to accept that God didn't do it. That's my big one. God didn't do it. We live in a fallen world. Yeah. And people, and my son was always like, but he could have stopped it. Mm-hmm. He could have. Mm-hmm. But we live in a fallen world. Right. And therefore we have free will. And so do they. Yeah, that question, mm-hmm. because that's always, whether it be mm-hmm. through me being with families or losing kids, you know, sitting in hospital mm-hmm. rooms, like, I mean, what do you say? You know, to, a, Nothing. to a mom. Just yeah. putting this out there, everybody. Don't ever go up to somebody and say, 
oh, you'll you'll be fine. No, she won't. Um, <laughs> you need to you need to start focusing on the positive. Shut up. They don't want to hear that. <laughs> They're in a better place. I don't care. Their place is in my arms. Right. These are things mm-hmm. don't say. Yeah. Don't say. Yeah. Because we don't want to hear it. Yeah. So I never really, even in the losing share, I've never really like at this place of trying to understand that because my small brain can't yep. can't understand why. Like I, I to this day I'm just I just resided. I can't figure out that. What I'm always trying to figure out is now what? Yep. For me. Yep. Right. It's always the like I'll never mm-hmm. I'll never get this and I'll never understand some of the tragedies in the world personally or whether it's with other people. But I'm still here. Right. You're still here. God is still mm-hmm. on the throne. So now what? Like, God, right. what do you want from me out of this? Like, what is it? So if I'm still kicking, if I'm still moving, if I still get a chance, like, what is it from me that, that you can use and do? Because it's obvious that I, I'll never understand this. Right. I mean, did you, has that been your journey too? Is well, trying to understand that piece? I, I've kind of stopped asking the, well, I stopped doing the why me thing yeah. a long time ago and right. say, okay, what do you want me to do with this? Mm-hmm. I hate it. I don't like it. I'm trying to come to grips with it, but what do you want me to do with it? Mm-hmm. And then when, I mean, now I, I mean, I knew what he wanted me to do with it before the shooting. Mm. I knew. I'm, he's been on me f- since Max and I got back together about writing a book. Mm. And, you know, the first, it was just going to be about my childhood. Right. Um, before I even gave my life to Christ, I was yeah. going to be about my childhood so people could see that you can survive. hmm and I wasn't even surviving at that time. I was just getting by. Right. And um, but then I knew. I know he's put it on my heart. I know I'm supposed to write this book. Mm-hmm. And I'm so close to being done. But you know, sometimes you got to step away because the emotions mm-hmm. get too much. Yeah, for sure. And. Um, so I work on it, and then I have to stop for a while. And I work on it, and I have to stop for a while. And I know I'm supposed to um, speak to women. Hmm. I know that's I don't. I've seen it. I've seen what how he has me doing it. I've seen it. I don't know when it's going to happen, but I know it's going to happen. Mm-hmm. Okay, I'm just wait for him to say okay. And I keep praying. Okay, what do you want me to do now? Mm-hmm. What do you want me to do now? And. My newest thing is um, I have to homeschool my grandchildren. <laughs> That's the thing he's asked you to do? Yeah. How old are they? They're 8 and 10. Okay. And um, I don't like where public schools are going. Mm. I'm, I have a real hard time with our school system. Yeah. And the... Um, yeah, let's just say I just have a hard time with our school system. Right. And so, <clears throat> and I didn't, I don't want to do it <laughs> because I was a teacher. Mm-hmm. And I quit teaching for a reason. Right. And now I'm going to teach children <laughs> who I have 24-7. Right. But 
I know it's what I'm supposed to do. And I'm actually now that I've accepted mm -hmm. it, I'm getting excited about it. Mm -hmm. They're not real thrilled mm -hmm. with me. They're not real thrilled <laughs> with the idea? No. <laughs> no, they're not real thrilled with me, but... Yeah. That I, they they have my granddaughter knows less now than she did when she mm -hmm. went into kindergarten. Mm -hmm. That is not okay with me. Right. She's in second grade. Right. And I had her doing way more than what she knows now before she went into kindergarten. Yeah. Do they have any physical limitations from the shooting? Um. He he has nerve pain okay. in his leg because the bullet went through and through, but it went through the bone. Oh. Um, and he was shot in the head back here, but it ricocheted it at, at a quarter of an inch lower and it would have went in his skull. But she, mm -hmm. they both have, obviously they both have trauma mm -hmm. and yeah, they're, sure. they're, uh, so they're, um, they were delayed in every aspect of their, their growing. Sure. You know, mental, physical, emotional, mm -hmm. every aspect of their growing halted for almost two years. Hmm. Even, I mean, they didn't get taller. They didn't, they mm -hmm. just. Yeah, I can't imagine. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that whole process. Yeah, it was, mm -hmm. and they still have, um, we still have night terrors. Mm -hmm. um, uh, fireworks, nope. Right. Uh, for my granddaughter. Now, my grandson didn't have mm -hmm. a problem with fireworks. Hmm. And he was three and a half. Right. She was only a year and a half. Right. When she was shot. But she still, um, fireworks, mm -hmm. they trigger her. Mm. Loud noises trigger her. They have to have, um, uh, like, they have to be made aware of, like, tests that are going to happen at right. school, like the fire drills mm -hmm. and, and things like that. But Yeah, yeah so mm -hmm. other than speaking to women, I mean, are you... Looking to go back on mission trips again? I'm just trying I, to work through this journey of, like, where God has you today, you know, because, and I don't say this flippantly, but, you know, everything in our life that these unexplainables, obviously, the, the tragedies, the, the hardship, the things that you've went through, you know, one of the things that was always, a, like, I get it, but, I, but I, it's hard to hear sometimes, like, all things work for, you know, for right. the good. God and, will make good mm -hmm. out of all things. Right. Exactly. And, you know, and I, like, I, I, mm -hmm. I hear what you're saying and I get it. Right. But for you, how do you see, you know, through this journey, how do you want to continue on to be that vessel to be able to be used? So obviously in raising your grandkids and, you know, any other ways, speaking to women, writing a book. I mean, not like that's, not enough, but I just didn't know if there were yeah. any other ways. I, to... I would love to get back into missions, mm. the um, domestic and international, doesn't matter. I, I just think that's important that people get out of their comfort zone. And mm -hmm. I think, and, and our, our job is the Great Commission. People get so distracted by everything that's mm. happening around. Yeah, I went through a lot of crap. Mm-hmm. There are people who've been through way more crap than me. And so that's how I look at it. You know, I th think about these girls in Afghanistan and Kurdistan and mm -hmm. in, um, China. Yeah. And, uh, you know, you think about them and you're like, oh, my gosh, I'm such a whiner. Right. But 
so yeah, I would love to um, just help women build. Women are, we're not very nice sometimes. Jennifer, is that true? I've had my moments. <laughs> and we, we are catty. And, and women, mm -hmm. for some reason, women love to tear each other down. And mm -hmm. I want to change that. Mm. I want to reverse that. I am, I am a Proverbs 31 woman on a, I'm on a feminist mission, but I'm not a feminist. I just want women to stop <laughs> tearing each other down, <laughs> you know? Do you want to, like, go into how that definition works? You're a Proverbs 31 okay. wife on a mission of feminism, but I'm not a feminist. Right. Well, because, you know, <laughs> women, girl power, that, that's yeah. great. How about we just not tear each other down? Okay. Instead of, you know, instead of, you know, tearing this person down so you feel better about yourself, right. why don't you just lift, lift them up? up? Yeah, lift each other lift up. Lift each other up and quit being a jerk. Yeah. You know? <laughs> <laughs> so we're getting towards the end. Jennifer, any mm -hmm. questions or thoughts that you want to interject on before we get towards the end and wrap, wrap everything up? No, but I just, when Christy and I met, I just loved her story, you know, yeah. as hard as it is, but I know she has a story to tell, and I told her, I'm like, it's powerful, you know, oh. there's going to, somebody's going to um, benefit from that, and so, you know, your bravery today, you know, to share all of that, um, I just commend that, because you know that God's got something great for you, you know, through all of that, so... Yeah, I yeah, got something just, great coming. Yeah, I'm just thankful for you to come today and to, to be vulnerable. You know, that's hard. Mm. You know, I want to cry with you. <laughs> um, yeah, but, yeah. Thank you. Just love your spirit and, you know, all these years just to, you know, it's always fun just to see where people are. And, oh. you know, you don't realize all the things that people go through in your life, you know, and, yeah. So, no, just... It's powerful it's in good. so many ways. Yeah. I mean, it's powerful from the single decisions that transform people's lives. You know, the, the idea that Angel made a decision that's as easy mm -hmm. as, like, this is the thing I think people miss. It's easy as, it wasn't inviting you to a mm -hmm. women's conference. It wasn't inviting you to some big event. It was like, come and have pizza with me. Because this is the thing I think people miss. God works through the invitation, not through the method, right? right. Like mm -hmm. pizza, ice cream social, that's not what mm -hmm. he's trying to get done, right. nor is that, you know, what he cares about, mm -hmm. how great that uh, the ice cream social or the pizza is. What he's yeah. trying to do is activate the faith of the, the people. And when he activates faith, it's amazing. Just think about this. Because somebody chose to... I can't imagine, right, that that's just, if she's just doing it randomly, like mm -hmm. she had to really take a step and say, you know, I'm, yeah. gonna, I'm going to invite. And in that moment, this is what we need to understand. Mm -hmm. We think, oh, well, they might say no and they might not come or, you know, they might reject me or they might come mm -hmm. and the pizza sucks and the ice cream is terrible. And right. you know what I mean? Like right. you go through, you, this is what happens with people, right? right. Cause we're always telling people, if you want to, if you want to grow the church, 
If you want to grow God's kingdom, you sh- it starts by an invitation. Mm-hmm. Like, well, what if they come and they don't like the children's ministry? What if they come and, you know, they eat a bad donut? Or what if they come <laughs> and the preacher sucks? Or what if they come and right. that, that's, not, that's not what he's trying to do. Like, mm-hmm. preachers suck sometimes and music isn't good sometimes and things are distracting sometimes and things just happen, right? Mm-hmm. Because she chose to make one invitation. Right, and that that invitation, your life was saved. Yeah, literally. That's that's what I mean. Like one invitation, and a life was saved. And this is why I'll just get on a soapbox for a second. Mm -hmm. This is why I can't. If you have been going to church for this past year and you've not invited somebody, shame on you. Because it's not about even them coming. You're missing the point. You're right. missing what God wants to do through you. Yep. Right? It's not about, I don't know if they will or won't come. Like, he's trying matter. to do something in you. Right. And in doing something in you, not, not only did he, Angel's life change, right? So did yours. Mm-hmm. Yep. You, you, were, you were saved forever. The invitation to come to church, knowing, like, mm-hmm. I'm just guessing because you don't hide much, you know? <laughs> so I'm guessing the person that invited you to church, I can't remember the name back then, that invited you when you, you finally went, they weren't like, oh my gosh, we're going to invite her. She is going to be like, I don't want to go to church. Church sucks. Mm-hmm. Like, it couldn't have been an easy invitation, no, but it in was... that invitation, think about this. In that invitation, you mm-hmm. thought the preacher sucked. Like the message was boring. <laughs> you thought the invitation was way too long. Well, the, you know how we get mm-hmm. caught up in like all of these things. Did we do it mm-hmm. right or did we do it wrong? Right. Somebody laid hands on you. Somebody was obedient. Mm-hmm. Somebody did that and your life was transformed forever. Yep. In that moment, mm-hmm. like in that moment, and you didn't even mm-hmm. like it. We that that's the thing I think we just gotta get over. That that's right. the power of your story is twofold. It's the power of God mm-hmm. working on our behalf, right. even in the midst of things that we don't understand. Mm-hmm. And the 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 thing even beyond that, my life was changed, but then I went to another country and there was one day the Holy Spirit took over. I'm just up there, and I'm just like, you know. Mm-hmm. The Holy Spirit took over while I was up preaching to these women in El Salvador. And 120 women gave their life to Christ that day. A hundred, Actually, mm-hmm. 124 women yeah. gave their life to Christ that way that day. And I'm just like, what? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So Angel, Angel's mm-hmm. little invitation saved me. Jake's invitation got me past the human contact. My mother-in-law, my nephew and mother-in-law, or my mother-in-law invited me, got me back into church. Two weeks later, gave my life to Christ. That changed me completely. Then I'm going to El Salvador. The ripple effect is amazing. Right. It amazes me. So don't... My husband, I... God asks me to do things sometimes that I don't want to do. And I'll argue with him because that's who I am. He made me. He understands. And um, one day me and my husband were in um, Golden Corral. And this was right after the shooting. And the men who shot my my son were African-American. They... 
I was still terrified mm -hmm. most of the time. I was afraid all the time. Because mm -hmm. I mean, your world is shaking. Yeah. You, you realize monsters are out there yeah, now. Yeah, for sure. And this couple was sitting over across from us, and they were arguing. And then he was on the phone arguing. And then they were arguing. And... God, this whole time, God's like, you need to go pray with them. You need to go pray with them. I'm like, good, no. <laughs> Ain't having it. And um, they came back with desserts, and he's like, you need to go do it now because they're getting ready to leave. And I looked at my husband. And I said, God, I ever make you do something you don't want to do? He's like, no. I'm like, well, bless your heart. <laughs> and I got up, and I went over there, and I said, excuse me. I don't mean to interrupt. And he said, but you need to pray with us. Mm. I said, I do. And he he's like, I was just telling her that we need to start having a better relationship with Christ, with God, when we seen you guys praying before you start eating. Mm. I told her that we need to start doing that, having a better relationship. And I got down on my knees mm. and we prayed together. And so I guess my big thing is, when God tells you to do something, just do it right. um, because you're going to be blessed more than the blessing that you right. give. Well, and again, you just got done watching The Blind, you know, mm -hmm. which is the story of Phil Robertson. And if you watch it, you know, this preacher goes into a bar to try to, you know, lead. And Phil was a nut job, you know. Right. And, <laughs> and Phil's sister said, and I, I'm a firm believer mm -hmm. in this, is that if you save one, He'll save thousands. Mm -hmm. now, now think about this, mm -hmm. right? Like this is the this is where we get lost. This is where the Christian church gets lost. Who in their right mind is going to think Phil Robertson, right? Right. Who in their right mind thinks that Chrissy, right? You see what I like? I was a horrible this, person. This is what we do, though. Like we categorize. It's almost like we hedge our bets. Like let's pick mm -hmm. the people that will come, right? You know, let's let's right. do the easy ones, like right. the person that's just been out of church for a week and like didn't like their church. Mm -hmm. Let's invite them because they're prime for the picking. Right, right. You know what I mean? We're prime for the picking on the people that like have been mm -hmm. in and they've been hurt and invite them over. Right. But what about those that are lost? Mm, completely. Right? What about those people that the chances are few? What about the Chrissies? What about the Phils? Mm -hmm. What about those people that? Yeah, I mean, it's nothing more than obedience, exactly what you said. If I go, if I do, I trust God with whatever is going to happen. With Phil, you save one, you save thousands. With Chris, you save one, and you have just brought up 125, but it's mm -hmm. going to be a ripple effect of more right. and more and more because people made single decisions in your life to approach you in times where you were unapproachable. Yes, very much so. I mean, we'll learn a lesson. Mm -hmm. Like we, that, that's a message, right? That, that right there is a message straight out of scripture of this is real life of how this should work and how the church should be activated into evangelism and how the church should trust that one single decision, one single invitation, because we talked about it, we want to change the world. What well, changes through a single decision, mm -hmm. right. changes through a single invitation. And yeah. another thing that I love to think about is because you, I'm a, I'm a helper. I like to help, 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 mm -hmm. help, help. Well, you can't help everybody. Mm -hmm. So help one person yeah. the way you would love to help everybody. Yeah. Help one person that way. The way you would love to help everybody, help one person. You don't have to try to save everybody. Go to one person. Yeah. 
Just one person. My sister, I never thought in a million years would give her life to Christ. Mm-hmm. But I kept inviting her. And then she did. Yeah. And it's just like, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Well, let's just leave it at that right okay. there. It's mm-hmm. a great mm-hmm. way to end it, right? If you're out there, mm-hmm. here's Chrissy's advice through the Holy Spirit. Love one mm-hmm. like you would love to love many and let God do things that only he can do. Yep. Great advice. I think we should end on that. Perfect. Yeah. Okay. Want to send us off? <laughs> Jenny? <laughs> <laughs> If anybody comes up to me on Sunday, I'm going to come and hit you. Yeah, just, just I'm listen. just putting it out there. So if you want me to hit Mike, you wanna, come and call re- me Jenny, and I'll walk revert, up there. revert Jennifer back to her high school days, just go up and say, what's up, Jenny? And it was J-E-N-N-I is how I spelled it. It was kind of really cool there, too. So. Yeah. Anyways, <laughs> so if you're not part of our roundtable group, text a podcast to 260 260- Four zero eight eight three eight three. We'll let you know when the podcasts are up. May pose some questions to you to get your opinions, or if you want to be on the podcast, we would love to know that as well. Yeah, good. Mm-hmm. So, if you're watching, if you're listening, whatever it is. So, first of all, when this podcast drops, this mm-hmm. is what we'd ask you guys to do: like, share, comment. Uh, it gives us an opportunity to have a reach that we mm-hmm. wouldn't normally have, like and get on other people's timelines, uh, other people's mm-hmm. social media. We would love comments, even if the comments are just encouraging, mm-hmm. right? Like this story changed my life. You don't have to, it doesn't have to be a big right. thing. It can mm-hmm. just be any comment. We'd love to be able to have it, you know, put out mm-hmm. there. If you see Chrissy on Sunday morning, make sure you come up and say hi. Uh, we'd love second service, second row. Mm-hmm. She's there, you know, every week. Come up, say hi, give her a hug. Now that she doesn't hate, she doesn't hate contact anymore. So come up, you know, give a hug. And again, I think we just leave it with this understanding that our single decisions can transform the lives of people. Understand that, that like you said at the end, love one like you mm-hmm. want to love many. And then just allow God to transform you, whether it's through your tragedy, through the everyday things of life. But when he does that, he do amazing things. And I'm super excited mm-hmm. to watch him work mm-hmm. through you and the things that he has in store for you. And just because it's obvious God has a great plan for your life. Yes. So, yeah. So everybody, thanks for joining us. And we'll see you guys next mm-hmm. week. Bye. <laughs>